Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. God bless you, and good evening. Good evening to each and every one. God bless you. I pray that all is going well with you this evening or tonight, those who are in a different uh, standard time zone. You know, I just think it's an honor anytime we have an opportunity to go forth with uh, some knowledge or uh, to be able to share some knowledge of uh, the African plight starting from the origin of mankind to, to this very day. Nevertheless, we uh, is history talk, but right now we're going through a little historical uh, thing with uh, the ex-president who I would call a misogynist, demagogue, racist. I said misogynist, uh, xenophobic. Uh, and then he's a narcissist uh, who uh, I have very, who has very little knowledge or understanding of, of politi- the political world or the aspects of letting alone aspects of business. He's not a very uh, good businessman, but he's a liar and others uh, who is two-faced it. I've noticed that those who are with the GOP right now are taking his side. One minute you're saying bag the blue, the next minute you're saying that the police department is wrong. When they were beating and killing African Americans and searching their home, they had a right to search their home, although they were searching wrong homes, although they were saying about African Americans fleeing from the police that the police shooting them in the back, shooting innocent people sleeping in their home, but they would bag the blue. Uh, Fox Network was talking about it. And, and we, we, we listen at this double standard about uh, when the police give an order or when people subpoena you or give an order that we are to uh, uh, listen at what they're saying. But, President, uh, well, I hate to call this guy president, ex-president, I, because he never was my president. I never could reach the fact to believe that he was eating presidential material uh, and wondered how people would vote for an ignorant demagogue. And I, yes, I said an uh, ignorant demagogue. Uh, I, I just didn't see it. And, and, and what, what I realized was the fact that this guy, 
They said uh, Malago, where, where his home is located, it was raided. People have to understand that they collected about 15 to 17 boxes of it, of uh, things that he had taken from top secret and other things that he took with him the first time. And he lied. They lied. And if it was either he lied or his uh, a lawyer's attorneys that he had lied and said that that was all that he had. Being that made that someone on the inner circle told that he had many more stored in basements in other places. So they got another, they had to get another search warrant and they did not tell the GOP or anyone. It stayed with the Justice Department and the FBI. So they had to raid. I hear some of the most ignorant things and, and just to say the GOP claim to be smart. They say some of the most dumb and ignorant things, ignorant things that I've I've heard. Well, uh, they could be more transparent. They say, like, uh, why they could have let us know what they were doing. Well, if you let me know, and if I'm a drug dealer, and you tell me that you're going to raid my home, well, the first thing I would do is get rid of it. What you're looking for. So it doesn't make any sense. That's why I say they were so ignorant. Now, be be. It that it made that they raided his home. They raided a bunch of drug dealers' home, and when they got the stuff from from them, they were charged with it. I want to see what they're going to do with this man with top secret, knowing that this is something I want all of us to look up. When President, when well, when Donald Trump was put in the office of president. One of the when he first got in, one of the first things he did, he gave Russia some of of Israel's top secrets. So I, I'm under the impression that this guy, if he haven't already did it, sold the secrets because this man just want money. I wouldn't be be surprised if they already could just say some of the stuff was labeled top secret. The very Top secret that that if other countries could get to it, they they learn who spies are and all kind of other things. That 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 Donald have already given it up. It, it wouldn't surprise me, but it seems as though that we have so many racist people, ignorant people who are willing to bag this demagogue and almost willing to say, I would say, to die for this man who all these poor Caucasians, I'm not going to say white, who they're, they're willing to bag. I, I don't understand they're willing. He don't like poor people. He don't like poor, ignorant white folks. You're bagging someone that will talk about you and insult you. If you think you mean so much to him and voted for him, go to Malago to talk to him and see how far you get to that security gate. See whether or not he would not, <laughs> what he would do to you, what jail you would end up in in Florida. We don't pay attention to that. Have you ever noticed that the people in New York City, don't like him where he's from. I think he was born in Queens, New York, and he's the son of a, a racist. 
a clansman, and he himself uh, would would not allow would, would not allowing blacks to rent his apartments. He just had to get on his case about that. He didn't want blacks in it, and I see people who are who are who are uh, black that's a bagging this man, and I, I can't fathom why we would bag a person that have a hatred for you. Evidently, those individuals have a hatred for themselves or either they are glutton for punishment. Also, some are bagging him because they make a good great deal of money and they don't care about the other blacks and they just want tax write-offs. Or either he would bag someone as ignorant as Herschel Walker who said we have too many trees Talking about there's nothing wrong with the ozone. We got too many trees. We need to cut some trees. It's a thing like this. This man is so ignorant, and he's in in Georgia running. Is it Georgia he's running? And I'm going like, wait a minute. How could he? And Donald Trump is bagging this guy. Just pay close attention and listen to Herschel Walker. I mean, it's almost a to listen at him. But the political atmosphere was going on now, and we know that there are floods all over in Texas. There were floods in Kentucky. We have five out on the West Coast, and uh, droughts all around Utah and, and Colorado and different Arizona. In different places, you have droughts. Even in Texas, although they're getting a lot of rain, they're in a drought. People are flooding, and, and things are occurring right now, and, and being a Christian man, I, the writings are on the wall. Money have, the greed of money have turned the tide that we're dealing with uh, climate change because of the ozone layer being depleted by the petrochemical companies and also uh, the emission of fumes that we're emitting into the atmosphere. And uh, the chemical companies have been paying our politicians who's supposed to represent us, being that this is a republic, they're supposed to represent us, but they're going there and grease their own pockets. In other words, they're selling us out for money. And that's the whole problem with thing with us today. Uh, we This whole society in this world predicated upon material rather than what's in a person's heart. Marriages fail, fine, because they built up on finances, on loyalty. And don't get it takes money to pay your rent, your house note, to pay your bills, and to send your kids to to nurture them. And, and then it, it, it takes that. But that should not be the first thing that's on our mind. We, we we should try to find somebody that's compatible, that's willing to work hard, not try to find a person with the biggest homes or, or, the, or the newest automobiles or, or different things. You know, the Bible talks about what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world but loses his soul. And, and we need to look at those things. Now, I, 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 did, I use this as history talk because... We're making history right now with Donald Trump. He's the first president whose house has been raided the way they're doing. 
there. There, he's in Georgia right now, where he tried to uh, get the the people there to give him extra votes. He's in New York about uh, lying, a fraudulent lying about how much money he had to try to get loans. He's in court every way. This man is such a big criminal. Now, he's turned America and uh, uh, GOP into the mafia. He had people calling judges and, 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 and not calling but putting it on social media that if he does this, what they would do to him, then no way you live. And, and the FBI, even threatening the FBI, the very same people that he talked about, Hillary Clinton emailed them when they were trying Hillary Clinton. He had it going around talking over saying the thing he had was lock her up. Now, they should be hollering lock him up right now. We should be going around. It should be over every media. Lock him up. It should be all over social media. It should be on the news. People should be marching, saying the very same thing he said about Hillary Clinton. And by the way, my audience, he did not win the popular vote against Hillary Clinton. He lost the the, the popular vote by 2 million people. Two million votes he lost the election against Hillary Clinton. President Biden defeated him by almost eight million votes, one of the largest uh, uh, that they've had, uh, uh, runaways they've had. So he lost by a a great number of votes. Even if he would have got Georgia, uh, he couldn't have won. He may could have did something because we go – don't go by the popular vote, but we go by uh, the electoral college, uh, that how they vote, and that shouldn't be that way. We're supposed to be elected for the people and by the people. Amen. God bless each and every one. I'm just, I'm just so enthusiastic today knowing that God has been good to us. And I want us to, to just think about something, just to go back and, to, and give a reference on certain things that we may have, have overlooked in life. Now, there's been lies about who the ancient Egypts were. But now, all you have to do is study and you ask about the uh, 100 things about African black history or the hidden things about Africa. And you'll find out that, that you know, they've lied and say the ancient Egyptians were not black. But the ancient Egyptians had the same type of Tropical adaptation, excuse me, adaptation to a skeletal proportion with modern-day black Africa. In other words, their skeleton words are the same as the regular black Africans from around the Sudan and lower parts of there. Uh, in 2003, a paper appeared in the American Journal of Physical Anthropology by Dr. Sonia Zakarkiewicz entitled Variation in Ancient Egypt Statues and Body Proportions, where she made the statement or stated the raw value of uh, a tablet six suggests that Egyptians had the super Negroid body plan. In other words, when they say Negroid, they were black. And, you know, and she was she, she wrote this stuff that the limbs and everything in the future because blacks 
uh, 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 your statue, your skull, and things are different from white. And ancient Egypt had Afro-Cone. They had the picks. If they had that ancient, had to have picks to pick their hair. One writer talks about in Egypt uh, manufactured a very uh, skirted range of cones were made of out of ivory. And the shape of these distinct is African. <laughs> the cones that they use to comb their hair. And then, you know, they were talking about their complexion, about the oldest builders of, of, of the different things in Africa. And it talks about their complexion and their, how dark-skinned they were. But today we find out that they depict them as being uh, 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 Arabs. But the Arabs didn't come down to, to after the time of Christ. After, after the time of Christ, it, they came there about 600 years after Christ, with the, when the Muslim, when the Arabs took over about that time. They took over. That's when they came into power. The Alexander the Great and others, and after Alexander the Great Caesar and others came over, and they were a conqueror. Now, the first pyramids and God, God, even this very thing, and I'm, I'm, this just early history. I'm talking about uh, uh, the most extraordinary building in history is a staggering 481 feet tall, meaning it was over 41 stories, 40 stories high, 40 stories high. It was made out of 2.3 million blocks of limestone granite, which weighed at least 100 tons. This was being able to be made. This is why folk don't understand. They didn't have cranes, but they were made, and they were made two to one by what people of Egypt during the ancient Egypt. And they were people made uh, from the Sudan and the Nubians. The ancient city of Kahan was the world's first plain city, a rectangular in the walls. The city was divided into two parts. One part of the house, wealthier inhabitants, scribes, and officials. All this stuff came from Egypt, even to this very day. Now, I want us to pay close attention to, to this because we want to know, we, we, we think about things about they started mathematics and they did all these, all these other things, and it's not true. See, twenty-five thousand years ago, in Africa, they were pioneers of arithmetic. Now, now listen to what I'm about to tell you, because twenty-five thousand years ago, Caucasians in Europe were living in caves. His sungo bones. They, 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 they found this his sungo his sungo bones is a tool in handling what they had put notches and carved into them. And they found that his his sungo region of Zaire, talking about in the Congo, near Lake Edward. The bones the two were originally thought to have been over eight thousand years old. But when they did more extensive research, they dated them back to 25,000 years. That's how far back they were doing mathematics in Africa. Whites were yet in caves, didn't know anything about math or physics. These things are hidden. You look up the hidden facts or hidden stir of Africa, and you can find this out. This is what they don't want you to understand. 
They want you to stay in the blind and keep shooting one another down on the street because you don't know who you are. You are the originator. Tell the truth. See, 2,500 years, 25,000 years ago, uh, one of the two that had uh, one of these, what they what they call it, his hango uh, bone would have three rows of matches. One row showed three matches. Carved the next have six, four carved next eight carved then ten carved then two, five and a finally a seven, and six three and six. And four and eight and ten and five represent the process of doubling round two shows, 11 matches, called next to 21 matches, and 19 matches called next to nine matches. This represents 10 plus one, 20 plus one, 20 minus 20 minus one, and 10 minus one. Final roll is three shown, 11 matches, 13 matches. And this is the math. They were able to do math, math this way. And they were able to even cultivate crops. You, you have to read the whole thing to find out exactly. And it's time that we research who we are so we could have, be proud and walk with our heads up right, knowing that they didn't discover anything. Let, let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you. We were, we were, our race was the oldest one, the skeletal remains. We we were traveling in both before they ever. See, the first organized fishing uh, expedition started 90,000 years ago, again, when people in Europe were in caves at Kedanda. It's a region in Zaire again now, the Congo. They was recovered a finely round series of harpoons. I mean, now you have the metallurgy thing to make harpoons. All 11 that polished and barbed also uncovered were tools equally well-crafted, believed to be knives or daggers. The discovery suggests the existence of an early aquatic, efficient-based culture. You know, it tell us that we wouldn't see going people, but when you realize that there are people all over, there are, there are blacks, uh, how did blacks end up in Australia? How did blacks end up in the Pacific, island of the, the Pacific? How did they end up in the islands coming towards America, Hispaniola and other islands? How did we end up in those places when Columbus and others came over only a couple hundred years back, hundreds of years back, what what you want to say, 600 years ago they came over, and, and blacks were already in Hispaniola? It's time that we, we, we start researching and let them stop telling us that we weren't ocean-going people, that we were not doing certain things. See, we did that over thousands of years ago, we were able to trust, you know, go around and, and, and boast and do expeditions that the oldest different boats that they find came from Africa. And not just Egypt, this is in lower Africa, in the Congo. There's so much that, that, that we have to 
trying to put together, you know, uh, 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 thinking about things. It, you know, that, that the African mummified their dead 9,000 years ago. Their mummified infants were found in Umangahoga, right under in the western in Libya. These were infants buried five, 9,000 years ago. It even predated by a thousand years uh, the mummification in Egypt. These, these are things, this thing comes from Africa, the kingship, the monarchy, the Nubian monarchy called the oldest in the world. These are things that, and then we have to understand as evidence to recognize the monarchy in human history preceding the rise of the earliest Egyptian king by several generations. And you have to understand, too, that the early Egyptians were no more than Ethiopians and Nubians, and they were people from the Sudan. I told you about the cones that they found and artifacts they found. It's time that we stop and do our own research and find out things because it's not going to be taught in school. We, we, we've heard about the CRT, and I just wanted to go back, and I want to talk about some of those things because, you know, like the toilets and sewer system existed in Egypt. Now, listen at this. I remember right in America they had outdoor toilets. You hear what I said? I, they had outdoor toilets right in America, and I know if anyone have a little age and some may still have them. But toilets and sewer system existed in, in, in ancient Egypt. One of the pharaohs built a city known as Amarna, and an American urban planner noted that great importance was attached to the cleanliness of Amarna as in other, as in other Egyptian cities. Toilets, sewages, sewers were used to dispose waste. Soap was made for washing the body. Perfume and essence were popular against body odor. A solution of neutral was used to keep insects from houses. Amana was may have been the first planned garden city. Now, then it talks about in the Sudan had more than any other country on earth, pyramids. Sudan has more pyramids than any other country on earth. And this is something that, that you're not taught. The Sudan, you know these real, real black tall people in eastern, in the east, in northeastern north, north parts of Africa? They happen to have more pyramids than any other country on earth, even more than Egypt. There are at least 223 pyramids in the Sudan city of Alcohol, Nura. Gabel, Bakar, and Miro. There are 20 to 30 meters, meters, uh, meters high and steps on the side. 
Now, we have to know about those by these different Sudanese cities, man. It, it's time that we really, really learn that there are 84 pyramids in these different cities. And we, we have to do in a whole lot of miniature temples and other things. We were, now, they, they were building stuff like this, like temples and, and out, 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 you know, uh, 590 years before Christ. They built them up until about 350 years after the death of Christ. I'm, I'm talking about, you talking about about 2,800 years ago, they were still building it up. And around uh, 300 years before Christ, the Sudanese invented a writing script that had 23 letters of which four were vowels, and there were no also, and there was also a word divider. Hundreds of ancient texts have survived that were in this script. Some are on display in the British Museum. That's another thing I want to tell you. If you go to Britain, Germany, and you go to France and other countries, even here in America. They have different tools, different things, sculptures, and different books that come from Africa. We have it's time that we realize the real, uh, the real Africa, the one that they've been hiding from us for so long, the one that they tell us that we are, that we are not who we are, the Africa that they tell us we didn't have books. The Africa that they lied to us about the books that we didn't we didn't leave any writings or books and that's a lie. That is a lie from the pits of hell. There are many, many books that have been left. Matter of fact, I'm gonna talk to you about some of the books that have been left. Uh, now around <laughs> Excuse me. Around 332 BCE, uh, that's before Christ's era, Alexander the Great invaded Egypt, or uh, the land of Kim, under a military power. And here we find that they came there. But when they came there, we have to understand, even to this day, they got 11,000 books in private collections in Niger of the Niger Republic, and there's over 700,000 book recording history and many other subjects in the library in Timbuktu and Mali. There are over 3,450 hand-scripted written medieval books and 6,000 surviving in other cities around. In, in, in okay, Mauritania and other places, we still have books. Don't allow them to tell you there's no that we don't have books, and to get the, so that the Europeans were taught the way Europeans learned science, medicine, writing, math, architect, astro- astronomy. How did they learn that? Oh, uh, they invented everything. That's not so. All you have to do if you are very enthusiastic and like to read, read uh, about the philosophers like Aristotle, 
Read about Plato. Read about these different ones who I'm talking about. And they would tell you that they learned that their teaching came from Egypt. Plato was a student in Wasp Temple for 11 years. Aristotle learned in the same temple. He spent 11 to 13 years learning. Socrates, and look up these names, Socrates spent at least 15 years learning. Ulysses was a student for 10 or uh, 10 to 11 years at the very same temple. Pythagoras, he spent 22 years learning at the same temple. Egyptians have been keeping records as for back up to 4,000 years before Christ, some 3,000 years before Christ. And many of other Europeans studied in Timbuktu temples or colleges. There were colleges, and they went to different temples to study. They were not temples. They were schools. I want you to understand this. Look it up. They're always talking about Plato and Aristotle and Socrates, Euclid, Pythagoras. All of these people, they learned in Africa. Their knowledge comes from Africa. But they paint Africa as this dog place that nothing but dumb people come from, and it's a lie. Because how would they manage to talk to us and tell us different things about Africa? Enslaving the people from Africa when they tried to make them to be by King James. He, uh, you, I know some of my fellow brothers and sisters, uh, Christian brothers and sisters, don't like to hear this about that devil that, that, that was in Europe named King James. Because we get out of our King James Bible. But this man here was a bigot. This man was the one that gave the rights to Pope Nicholas VI to sign the referendum for slavery. That's your King James. It came through Catholicism, the Catholic Church. So when you deal with it, think about where that come from. See, Africa right now, even to this very day, Africa have always been blessed with knowledge, material resources, Amen. Animal plants. But the hindrance has always been Europe and other nations like America and other countries that have been cruel and what, what came against them. And we're going to talk about, I have to bring it up. I hate to jump forward a little bit, but if you, if you, if you ever get a chance to, in 1884, it's called the Berlin Conference. Look up the Berlin Conference, where the Europeans came together collectively and divided into pieces. So many of the different countries France took, 
Germany took so many countries. Great Britain took them, Portuguese, the Dutch, the Germans. I said the Germans. And, and, and what they done, they came together in the Spanish. They came together and divided it up in the different places, pieces. Even even uh, the Arabs too, because I'm talking about the area that we call Egypt. That that that's Africa. Uh, they divided it up, and they have it way. We may have the more uh, mineral and natural resources than any other continent. And be the most knowledgeable, but if others don't trade with you, do the import export thing with you, then you can't uh, 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 you you can't prosper. The only way that Africa prosper and and doing what they're even doing today is the fact that different European people run the steel the the steel men, the diamond mines, and 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 different uh, oil and and different minerals that they have, and and they have the people in the cave down in the down underground caverns working, getting the different plutonium and diamonds and other mines that mining and things, and they give them a little money. But the way that the only way that they're going to be able to sell the things is through white folk. So they the white folk get the big cut and they get the small cut, and then they have to pay their workers uh, meager wages. So that that that's what's keeping Africa behind, because once Africa come together and once blacks come together, it, it could be a totally different thing. But until we realize who we are, until we accept the fact that we are not European, that we are different, that we are not European, that we are different, that and accept the fact that we come from the the, the diaspora uh, African, we are African. We are and accept that we have accepted Eurocentric or European culture, which is not your regular culture. Our sense of beauty and everything comes from Europe. If you don't look close to being European, you are classified being ugly. If the texture of your hair is not close to being European, it's nappy. If your nose is not like a European nose, it's 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 ugly. If and then they won't tell you this fact. The majority of the Africans on the eastern coast have nose like Europeans and never been breeded. You got light skinned Africans, you got brown skin, you got light African comes in all all different colors. Tall, short. And they're very, very intelligent and intellectual folk. It's time that we, we begin to start understanding. You know, I, 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 I've been thinking, and I, I pray that sometimes people will take notes and just find out a hundred, and this thing, and you can look it up, you can Google it, a hundred things about Africa. And, you know, a hundred things about Africa. And the way you look it up, uh, look up under being a hidden, you know, the hidden truths about Africa. And you will wonder why, or either you could Google the hidden facts about Africa. You will wonder why would a person hide that from another person just uh, because 
once you find out how great those people are, then your your children will find out just how really uh, unlearned and the things that you've stolen from everyone. I want you to understand. We go around and um, we, we we you know dealing with the Bible. If 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 you read your Bible, I think it's in Acts twenty one and thirty eight. It'll talk about they thought Paul was the Egyptian. We know that Moses passed for uh, uh, Egyptian. I mean uh, Ethiopian. They thought Paul was the Ethiopian, but they they thought that. Even they even thought that Moses was an Egyptian and that was black Egypt. Joseph passed for Egyptian simply because they were the same color. The ancient Hebrew were black. The ancient Hebrew were black. And they're not teaching you this. All the pictures you see of the God that you worship is a white person, and that's not true. They did not come from that area. So... It's been so many lies perpetrated because we don't read to find out, and our children are suffering from not knowing who they are. To this very day, our children suffer because they don't know who we are, and we were so quick to say, "Us good, <laughs> I need to speak a little about it. Us good Christian folk," and then you have this white person that that enslaved you on your wall talking about Jesus Christ. You have them, they see, they made that figure to be their color because they don't want to have to bow down to you. They know what color he, he was. They have it all over Europe, all these different things they have in Europe, all the, the black Madonna they have in Europe, a black picture of Virgin Mary and a black baby. But now when you come to America, you you have a, a white person being the Virgin Mary. Now, now that that's something to think about. That is something to think about. It, it, it's crazy when you think about it. See, let that be true for you. Islam is no more than a thousand to nine hundred years. That's all. That's all Islam is, and that's how long they've been in. Uh, they brought it over to. It was established in um, Africa. Before then, the Africans had their own worship and own way of thinking. I want us to, to understand too some too. You want to know why they allow Africans to die out? When famine comes, you send in hundreds and hundreds of billion dollars and more Africans are dying every day from drought. And we don't cry out about it, but they could send money to uh, over to the Ukraine And it's like nothing, nothing. They don't care about you, but they understand one thing. Don't you know that Africa have one of the largest population of people are African? Would you would you understand this when I tell you 
that Africa have close to 1.3 billion people. Don't, don't would you would do you know that? Out of 7.5 billion people, Africa have 1.3. That is not counting black Africans in other countries. Now listen at what I'm about to tell you. There's about 1.3 in Africa, right? There's about 48 million in the Caribbean and Caribbean. I'm talking about South America, counting all those. It's about 48 million, more than in America. America is 42 to 48 million. There's a million African uh, of African descent in Canada, 1.5 million in Mexico, 15 million more are in Brazil. 400,000 are in, in Australia because they had millions in Australia, but whites came there from Europe and killed the aboriginal peoples off. There's 149,000 blacks in Argentina and 8 million in Europe. When you add that up, it'll be about the second largest population in the world next to China. Don't you know that the least populated people in the world, see, the, the, the largest population of, of people in the world is China, India, and Africa. Do you know that there's only 100, 850 million Caucasian or white folks <laughs> around the globe? Far below the number of Africans just in Africa, not counting the hundreds of millions of Africans all around the world. It, it, it's important that we think about this. It's important to think about you have over 100 million Africans around the world, not counting uh, uh, the 1.3 billion. So it would it would have more than India. It would be the second largest uh, population uh, uh, country in the world, uh, just a little bit below uh, China. And I'm not talking about Japan and all the rest because I'm not counting. I'm not counting those in. But that's why they're so busy trying to have weapons and so violent of people because other races were not violent. Every war that we've had came through white people starting war, World War One, World War Two, Korea War. It's always been them and million killing millions of people and never had it. Now I'm gonna do this just to let you know that you are the real human you are the original, not real, but the original humans came from Africa. I think I told you some of those things earlier. But now uh Professor uh Don Johansson and Tom Gray, they discovered Lucy, and, and they discovered Lucy looking for rocks, and they discovered her in a place in Ethiopia. And she's called Australopithecus. And she they found her fossil in 1974, and she was 3.2 million years old. That's how long ago that she walked the earth. It's called Lucy, and that's Africa. 
That's Africa. Everywhere, whenever, not everywhere, excuse me, but whenever they look up information about the origin of mankind, it always leads to Africa. It always leads to Africa. They don't go other places because they know the origin of man through genetics. And then as Louis Leakey and Mary Douglas Leakey, two uh, was British paleontologists and, and um, anthropologists and paleontologists uh, who discovered the first fossil proconsul school that they tried to say was extinct ape that 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 really they say could have been half human and half ape. And that was 2.18 million years ago. But she also uh, discovered, uh, uh, Mary Douglas, she discovered what they call uh, a robust Zenzanthropus, the uh, skull in the old deep gorge, which is in Tanzania. And that's why mostly all, why they say life existing originated around Tanzania, because in that area they've also found some fossils that date back to four to five million years ago. And so, you know, they found several archaeological and anthropological artifacts. They they found fossils of apes and humans, and they found different artifacts like that. They were making different tools and things back during that time. You have to understand that then the most important thing that I tell you every night that I'm on here because I want you to look it up. Everything I say, you need to look it up to make sure. Don't always go back and do it. Say, and that, go back and trace what a person say because a mouth could say anything. That's what old black folk would say. A mouth could say anything. Now, uh, if we, if everybody, everyone could trace your beginning to your DNA. But now if every individual in the world traced their mitochondrial DNA from the maternal inherited part, the mitochondrial DNA within ourselves and all humans have theoretically the same common ancestor, meaning we all came from one person. And this woman was known as Mitochondria Eve. She lived about 100 to 200,000 years ago in South Africa. She was not the first human, but every other female lineage eventually had no female offspring, and that meaning to fail or pass on the mitochondria DNA. And a result, as a result of this, all humans, not some, but all humans today, can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to her, this black African woman, within her DNA and that of her peers exists all the genetic variation we see in contemporary humans since Eve time. The different population of humans have drifted apart genetically, forming distinct ethnic groups we see today. And often what it's saying, if no matter if you came from, if, if you're a, a Chinese, you're from China, or you're from Japan, or wherever you're from, 
you you could be from Brazil. You all your DNA Hawaii. Everybody can trace this back to mitochondria Eve. The closest one they found to her was a, a man who died about 315 years uh, before Christ. They found his skeletal remains in South Africa, and he is the closest relative yet to the humanity of uh, the common female ancestry to uh, mitochondria Eve. They know he was a fisherman, and he was a close genetic match to Eve. And they found it what they call St. Helen Bay in South Africa. It, that uh, The remains were found by an archaeologist named Andrew Smith at the University of Cape Town. It's things that we need to know. We need to know about just, just what all these things, and we need to know that if you want to find out what color really the real uh if you want to find out what color real Hebrew was and you want some uh, opinion from someone other than than uh, Europeans who who's been lying to us about everything they discovered America who discovered Africa come on African people have been there for me a year but yet they 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 give it to someone else that discovered it Victoria Fall is like Niagara Fall. They call it Victoria Fall. Come on, man. The Africans already had a name for the place. But but uh, you take away everything that we have, and you put your own swing to it. You know, I, I think about these things when when I think about it. But if you want to know, Gamma Abdel Nasser had a speech in 1952. He was the second president of Egypt. The United Arab Republic of Egypt, where Egypt is not an Arab Republic. Egypt is Africa. That's the Arab took over. I told you about nine to a thousand years ago, they took over over Egypt. That's all along they've been there. They are not the ancient people, the real people of, of Egypt. But Gamma Abdel Nasser wrote in a speech in 1952, and he was on television. This was worldwide, and he wrote about the European claiming to be Jews who are not. He said that you Hebrew-speaking Gentiles would never be accepted here. How can a man leave black and come back white? We refuse to accept them. They're talking about the white folk that they have in the Holy Land. I'm talking about the Serfum Jews, who call themselves Serfum Jews, the one that call themselves Khazar Jews, the one that call themselves Eskenaz. Eskenaz Jews mean they're from Russia, they're from Caucasia, they're from Lithuania, they're from Ukraine. They are not really Israelites or Hebrews. Then you got the Khazar. The Khazar come from north of, of, of Turkey. They're around Iran, called up the around uh, Iran. Then the next group, <laughs> they're the serve them. They're Portuguese and Spaniards. That's who, who America, France, and others gave the land to them. They can speak Hebrew. They take all, they've taken on the Hebrew religion, but the original Hebrews were black. So it, it, it's something that we need to really research and look at and find out what is going on. If you want to look up who are the original 
uh, 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 Hebrew, look up the word Lemba, L-E-M-B-A, Lemba people. And you'll find out. I'm going to stop right here, and we're going to open it up a little bit earlier for question and answer. I think sometime when I get 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 the going and I go a little long, some people may hang up or either they are uh, just just are tuned in to listening. So I want to, if anyone have any questions, they want to add anything to what our conversation have been about tonight. Uh, uh, I believe that iron sharpens iron and that uh, there's so much that can be added to us. If it's a question, and, and I like a question and answer because I didn't get into the genetic aspects of it tonight as I usually do. Uh, I didn't get into it to the, the global pattern of disequilibrium to tell that blacks are the most and most uh, most uh likely individuals to become genius and everything else. And these tests were not done by uh, Africans or, 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 or African-Americans. The tests that were done with these were did by 15 white scientists. The, uh, the phone lines are open. God bless you, Dr. Kim. God bless you for such a powerful show. I pray that everyone uh, absorbed all of that, 858-357-1137. Uh, Dr. Kemp has opened up the lines. Well, God bless everyone. Welcome to the show. Uh, History Talk with Pastor Dr. LaVert Kemp. You're live on the radio. If you'd like to talk to Dr. Kemp, bring us in. You're live on the air. God bless you. Good evening. You're on the air. I heard someone in the background. Hello? Good afternoon. 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 Good to be here and good to hear y'all again tonight on the radio. Uh, I was listening to Dr. Kemp uh, a while back, some decades back. I looked at a thing on uh, public television, and it was called uh, The Journey of Man. And this uh, young man did what Dr. Kemp was saying. He studied the DNA of all the people across the planet. He made a run around the world uh, taking DNA and he confirmed the very thing that Dr. Kemp was saying that uh, we all are connected genetically but all of our DNA originated out of Africa and that's something again uh, that they don't teach openly in our public school systems and, and it's a uh, one of the things that, like Dr. Kemp is saying, we, as as as, as black folks, uh, as American slave descendants, we have to begin to realize that we have to take some responsibility in seeing to it that our offspring, our children, grandchildren, great grandchildren, and those who are to come in the future, 
we need to start ensuring that they know the truth about themselves. We need to uh, start. All right, now, yeah. We need to start emphasizing an education of self and kind so that we will not believe that we are destined to be uh, criminals here in America. Uh, uh, I'm trying to uh, get some things together about uh, with uh, Obama's, President Obama's pastor said, Pastor Wright, that the new slavery in America is the prison system. Uh, we are disproportionately incarcerated here in America. Uh, we are less than a good 15%, they say, of uh, America's population, uh, total population. But when it comes to incarceration, we are almost 40% of the individuals incarcerated in prison here in America today. That, that's a problem because that's a small nation of people who fall underneath, uh, uh, I believe, uh, Dr. Kemp and I was, I believe it's the 13th Amendment Part B or something. If you become a criminal, you can become a, uh, a slave, a servant uh, of the state. You, you become property of the state. And it's too many uh, uh, young um, black males and females who are falling victim to this uh, when we have a heritage that just what they say leaps and bounds above many others. But yet, uh, like he said, we, we are not taught that uh, uh, the lady did the space program uh, that, that they made the movie about hidden figures. We have so many great things to teach our children about themselves, to make them aspire to do other things than go to jail. Uh, 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 that's, that's not the passage to adulthood, to manhood and womanhood, to become uh, uh, an indentured servant. Once you become a criminal, you lose all your rights uh, uh, here in America, but for some odd reason, the positive is not being taught. We, we're not being taught about the doctor who did the first transplant, who invented the plasma for operations and stuff. Those things are not openly being taught in the educational system. So that's a, a real detriment to all of the young uh, uh, blacks here in America because we don't understand of what great accomplishments we've had, like Dr. Kim say, you know, the air conditioner, all of these things, but it's just not being taught anywhere in, in, in the American educational system. Sometimes you can go to college and uh, take up, uh, I think they call it black history or African studies or something like that, and then you'll start seeing these things, but that's when you get to college, and by then our children as a whole are not striving to be a people that graduate from college. And that's a bad thing that we have because we're not graduating the children across the width and breadth of America, ensuring that they have an education about themselves and the rest of the world. It's just, it's a, it's a dangerous thing that's happening right now. 
It's a very dangerous thing. The Bible says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And if we can witness it, all you have to do is have a little time and grade here. And we've seen a movement from the civil rights movement to the present state that we're in right now. And right now, it kind of looked like, you know, we've seen too many negatives and not enough positives. Thank you. Amen. God bless you, uh, uh, brother, brother George. Uh, God bless you as usual for uh, coming in and speaking. Uh, I, I'm I, I'm wondering now. I, I I don't know how everyone feel about this, but I noticed we have the strangest appetite for what's what manhood is. <laughs> Our children are raised thinking that you're a man if you've been to jail. Mm. That is one of the most ignorant things I've ever heard. I know I'm a man. I've been to jail. I was in jail. Because you've been around all these homosexuals, you, that makes you a man. That doesn't make you a man. That makes you a fool. You know, if you know that these people want to incarcerate you, why would you do anything to cause them to lock you up and you become a servant? As uh, Brother George said, the 13th Amendment to the Constitution of America was amended, whereas they added a Part B to it. The 13th Amendment freed slaves, but the the the, the Part B part, which was added at a later time, almost a year later, stated that you could be put in the servitude if convicted of a crime. Now, you have to understand what that meant. That uh, that meant that if the 13th Amendment freed slaves, the slaves couldn't read, they didn't have a job, they didn't have a place to stay. So if they left the plantation, if you're starving, you're going to get somebody watermelon. You're going to go to somebody's garden. If you were caught, you were put in jail. They didn't give them any reparation. They didn't give them any money. People didn't know, couldn't read, and then they passed what they call vagrancy laws, where if you did wasn't working and if you were caught on the street, you would return right back to the plantation and hide out to other plantation from the jailers. Hmm. That's the trick of those of America. That's America's. Uh, uh, systemic racism within that. They have privatized prisons today. They have to keep the beds full. So they they arrest their black kids for some any little thing, and they send them off to different camps. I had a grandson that I got tired of uh, doing getting in trouble, so I allowed him to go, and he went to a camp all over hundreds of miles away from here. Hmm. Back in the woods They put him back in the woods Because hmm. I was upset with him He messed the scholarship up to play football And he, he looked like he didn't want to listen But I don't blame them I blame him Because hmm. God created all of us Free will, moral agent We can say yes or no to anything We don't have to say Yes, that I want to take something Yes, I want to smoke weed. Yes, I want to smell weed. I want to sell weed. 
we don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. My parents were poor, but they didn't. They they had ways of making ends meet, and they didn't have to go out and steal. So my my parents used to tell us if we got picked up for drugs, uh, 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 stealing, don't call them if we go downtown. In other words, you got to bite the bullet. You got to you have to stay there. Uh, I think that we need to train our children. Our children haven't been trained. We have to stop being talking about, I hate to hear that word, baby mama and baby daddy. Mm. Uh, you're not a daddy unless you're doing for that child. If you're not in that child living with the mother, you should see that child as often as possible. You should be in that child's life. You can't say that the court not allowing you because all you have to do is, is save your money, Take her to court. If you're paying child support, that child's supposed to be in your life. You could get what you call them custody every other weekend visit. We're not marrying the girl. We're just missing you. We miss using the females and talking about them. Then the females are running behind money, and money is not all that, that is made up. Don't get me wrong. It takes money to raise a child. It takes money to have, have a home. So both parties need to work, not one not working. And we've grown up with the thing what, or, or what is, I call it, a trap of, of the American system. This is a trap that's been put together by whites. Whereas, now listen to what I'm about to say, the welfare system. They have young girls that can get a job, but they prefer not to go to work, do their little nails, and stay home. And have some young man in there having sex with them, and they're not working. And there's so many of us, and we're looking for someone to take care of us. That didn't come from Africa. The women in Africa works. They work, but that's something that people have tried to put on our, I've laid to us because the females out of Africa, you can see it even to the day, all of them go out and work. The day young girls think they make it on their backs. And young boy, young men call themselves using those females, or either they think they could get by without going to work, and the men in Africa work by selling drugs. So I don't, no. I don't, I, I think it's a two-way pendulum. They have a trap for us, but we don't have to fall into that trap by 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 that incarceration rate, like you say. But really, we don't make up fifteen. We make at the most might be thirteen percent. Or the population of the United States, but forty percent incarcerated, incarceration rate. But they don't tell the whole story. Now the whole story is this: I don't. You may have two million people in there, so uh, incarcerated, and eight hundred and some thousand may be. Uh, 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 less maybe uh, less by eight hundred thousand black. The rest are white. The, the majority of the rest mixed will be Hispanic. Then come Caucasian, be the least one. But now listen to what I'm about to tell you. We don't have to be that 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 percent. We do it to ourselves because now uh, I I, I uh, I'm a person that they always have asked me to go speak at the meetings on race. But I tell them that I hate to hear people say we need to come up with something to stop crime. 
Well, if you could go from here to Timbuktu, you'll find out wherever poverty is, there's crime. But yet you could say that you're going to pay someone $7.25 an hour, knowing that, that you can't pay rent with seven twenty-five hours. You can't buy food if you try to pay rent, buy food, uh, automobile, gas, or try to put something in your car. It is impossible. Uh, 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 apartments are going for over $700. Then you have your utilities. That done went up. <laughs> your water, if you've got car, you got to pay car. All this stuff is, is up. So there's no way that you can survive. So why are we doing what we're doing? Why don't you get a trade? Why don't you become an entrepreneur If you and, and things like that? We, 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 we drop out of school and then we, 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 we blame the white man. You dropped out of school. You didn't go and get a trade. Well, if you, you had air conditioning and refrigeration, you could be doing that work. People always need the air conditioning heaters. They always need the refrigerators, the washer, the dryers, learn to pick those appliances. You don't need to work for somebody else. You can work for yourself. But we, we don't do those things, and then we... Go back and then we said, don't get me wrong, systemic racism is here. You can't get the big contractors if contracts because they're going to give them to whites. You can't get the big the business loan because that go to white. That's systemic racism. You get when you go to court, you get more time than they get. That's systemic racism. Okay, Jim Crow was was different. You said that segregation and stuff like that. But now the new Jim Crow is systemic racism. And it's built, it's, and what's sad about it, and our children are falling for it, and our children are getting in crimes like uh, they're G, and we go around with that, they're gangster. Uh, the little kid that's trying to make it, we call them geeks and Nerds and other and, other, and and instead of praising that kid, instead of uh, uh, patting the one on the back with his pants down off his butt, telling him he could fight good. If you have boxing, you can't make no money fighting in the street. You ain't gonna do that. But you gonna go up in the penitentiaries and fight, and they fight with knives. So it, it's 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 something that we going to have to do in raising our children better. Dad, stick with your dad. If you're pregnant, that woman, stay with that young girl, and you guys raise your kids in the fear and admonition of God. Raise them to try to get an education. Raise them to be better than you. We have to do this. I hate that. That's that's her baby daddy. That's some children's father. And he is no father unless he's taking care of those children. I don't. I don't want to even call him men. I want. I don't want to even call him a man. If you're not taking care of your child, you ain't no man. And you heard I said it. If, if people don't like it, that's up to them. If you're a man, you take care of your family. And there's too many of us that's not doing it. It the pendulum swing both ways. We're in a society where it's systemic racism. But 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 what about all the broken homes? 
What what about we uh, allowing our children to walk the street? Here it is, the children here, a 14-year-old child, he out there shooting and she having shootouts at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. What is he doing out at that time? A 16-year-old out there by Valley Park, he got so much dope on him until it hurt, and they go back to his house. He got ARs, AKs. Okay, he got Glocks, he got all kind of stuff. Every type of drug you could name. 16 years old. Come on. Now when he get locked up, well, you know they lock us up so more than they lock anybody else up. Lock him up. Shouldn't be doing the crime. You know that they want us. You know they want us. Why are you doing it? There are simple ways of doing it. Now, don't get me wrong. You have so many black that's incarcerated, that's innocent, or should have gotten a probation, and that's the thing that I hate. Whites could do the same crime and get a probation, uh, or they throw it out. But with our children, they're going to send them to prison. And if we need to wake up and know this and and, and raise our children and, and, and and let them know when they're wrong, Tell them you're wrong. Tell them from little kids. See, because if you don't whoop them, I tell you what, they go to the house of D. They go up to the them detention center. They will tear them up. And not with a switch. They're going to tear them up with, 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 with a boat or with their fist. And when they go to prison, too, them guards beat them with sticks and maze them down. And then throw them in the hole. Your head is swollen up. Your mouth is bust open. And you don't have anyone. I know about that. You don't have nobody to cry to but a cold iron bed. They don't want to see that. And it's time that we do better. I mean, I'm, I, I might be getting carried away a little bit. But I see that we are part of the, our own fault. Sometimes we are our own worst enemy, and we have to do better than be our own worst enemy. If we know what they, what if we know what we're against, we know about. Uh, and I'm about to open the lines up, up back, right back up. If we know about Black Wall Street, we know about the Tuskegee Airmen. We know about the Tuskegee Experiment. We know what happened in Mississippi when they stole the women. We know all these things that they've done to us. Why do we don't become more like the young lady who did that 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 uh, invented the inoculation for uh, COVID? She was a 34-year-old black girl, black uh, black scientist, 34-year-old. She she was the one that came up with the formula. We need to invest in that so we can help take care of our people. We need to do certain things, and we need to make those moves and quit sitting and criticizing one another. And if we're wrong, say we're wrong and look out for one another. Uh, the line are open. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you, Dr. Kemp. The lines are open. Welcome to History Talk. You're live on the air with Pastor Dr. LaVert Kemp. If you have a question, comment, statement, uh, you're live on the radio. God bless. Good evening. Right. Hello. <coughs> Hello. 
Yes, sir. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Okay, yeah, that, that, thank, thank you, Dr. Williams. Thank you, Dr. Kemp. Uh, I, I'm I sure I'm come up there in the morning tomorrow. The Federal Bureau of, uh, of Prisons, the U.S. Federal Bureau of Prisons, and it has an inmate by rate scale. And they're saying that uh, according to the last updated statistics as of August 20th, 2022, there were 60,000 some odd inmates uh, in, in, in their prison database, and 38.4% of those inmates were black. Out of, they, we're almost 40% of the prison population in, in America, and on the note where Dr. Kent was speaking of this young uh, 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 medical uh, a scientist, this young lady who helped develop that COVID uh, uh, vaccine, it's a strange thing to me where, like Dr. Kemp is saying, we're engaged in all of these negative things, but the moment there's a great medical need, for instance, when they shoot one another or when they stab each other or when the house catches fire or somebody's injured, they shun education for foolishness. But when the, they need someone to put the fire out, they need somebody to take the bullet out of them. They need somebody to help that baby because the child is sick beyond their understanding. Those people went to school. They studied for years. They went to high elementary, high school, college, and then they went to some type of specialty training. They never, ever had a chance to stop studying. But we shun education. But when we're in trouble, we want the bookworms to see about us. Common sense would say it's better to have the education and the skill than not to have it because you never know when you're going to need it. But for some odd reason, we're on the, you know, underneath the bottom of the bottle looking up at the things that we need, but we continue to do all the things that we shouldn't do to prevent us from getting that type of education. There is no need for any individual, especially black folks, like Dr. Kim said, we know systemic racism existed. So there's no excuse for us not to, in, to be demanding of our children that you get an education. We need those heart doctors. We need those operating uh, uh, ICU nurses. We need educated black folks. Why are we so against education in our culture as a people? What's really going on? The Bible clearly states that what? My people perish for a lack of knowledge. I mean, we keep repeating the same thing. I'm, I'm looking at some statistics about the prison thing because, like I say, it kind of got to me when uh, uh, Reverend Wright came on with uh, 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 President Obama saying that the prison system was the new slavery. But you can look at the scale all the way back to the to King's assassination during the Civil Rights Movement. Thereafter, the prison population of American blacks just kept on increasing by leaps and bounds. Amen. Leaps and bounds. No more, uh, let's get registered. No more, let's get a college degree. No more, let's get a certified skill. 
Everybody want to talk about Malcolm. They want to talk about Martin. They want to talk about the black Wall Street. But don't nobody want to get up off their butt as a people and come together and, and demand that we what? Get back to that status and it becomes normal. It needs to be normal in our communities throughout the width and breadth of America and not just a, a one-hour documentary that we look at. I, 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 I'm a true believer in being proactive instead of reactive. Really? We need to go back to what worked. We need to cut a trail to the church. We need to get back on our knees and start praying, and we need to start raising the children that we bring into this world. Thank you. Um, do we have anyone else would like to? Thank you. Is is there anyone else that would like to share with us or ask a question? So, Doctor Kemp, this is Pastor Sterling. I just want to uh, uh, add to what you've been talking about this evening, which is a good thing to to know that we are people that and been uh like the little cat that used to carry the bag of tricks. Hey man, I I think about him when he he's the cartoon but you know he he had some he had his little tricks in his bag, you know, and so those same little tricks that the white man been pulling on us, some same little tricks. He's been doing it for ages. And even back when, in biblical times, when Moses was, they was in the wilderness, the Israelites, and they were rich. They had everything they needed. And they wasn't poor. But when Moses went off and left them alone, <coughs> that's what what happened. Is when we, we, we went away from what, where we were called to go, men, to lead families, and and I I think about it was the book of Deuteronomy, Amen. Deuteronomy six chapter where where the king, Amen. They they were all doing everything, but they wasn't was not in the place for their souls, Amen. So so what I'm saying here this evening is that men need to come to grips. Amen. Because Jesus said something in St. Matthew sixteen twenty four and 25. He said, if a man wished to come after me, amen, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Amen. For whosoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whosoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Amen. So what we're talking about here this evening, amen, we have lost our way. Men have fallen away from where he should be. And the word tells us over in Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, amen, that that the kings were doing everything. They were they were building their own. And the Bible told them back in over in step chapter seventeen that they didn't didn't need to just follow after everybody's woman and everybody's life. 
but they need to build themselves upon the foundation of Deuteronomy 6. They need to stand upon the foundation of Christ, which he had built for us, amen, to stand. But I look at, at, at this situation, and those kings, amen, had the position, amen, to, to, to bring the people back to where they needed to be leadership. Amen. And so in leadership, I say tonight, amen, that that we as a people, as we follow Christ, amen, two men and women raising boys, amen. So what, what that spirit does, amen, it will, it will cause a spirit of lesbianism, amen, that spirit of, 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 of uh, let me just say this little story. I was talking to this girl years ago before I even knew about being saved. And this little boy, it was three girls. She had three, two girls and one little boy. And I was in the bathroom, you know, doing what men do, standing up. And he was looking at me, looking at me. He said, why you ain't sitting down? So, you know, what am I saying? I'm saying that the young boy, didn't have no, yeah. no man fit. Amen. So so what we we got to come back to grip, Dr. Kemp, you said it all tonight, is that men are going get getting locked up. I look at the Alabama governor. Here she is fixing to spend millions of dollars to put in more prisons. Amen. So it's all about getting you locked up, get you out the way, get you stored up. But I look at being a king, amen. I look at being killed, building up sons, and amen. Women can't raise a boy. Come on, people of God, amen. A boy, he, he just don't be what he is. God just made us, amen, as being leaders, amen. So when we come to grips, amen, to do what we are supposed to do, we can have. Now, I'm going to try to get to a point right here. I think about David. Amen. When he had, amen, had committed a sin with Bathsheba, and when he sinned, Nathan, God sent Nathan to him. But the man of God, he, he didn't lie. He went on and repented. But that sin stayed with him. That's the point. Stayed with him all the way up in his other son that he had by other women. That was real uh, 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 bone. And 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 and, uh, and his sons. I won't name them all, but they all had a problem. David wasn't in the place to raise those boys or train those boys. So one of them, raped. <laughs> he raped his 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 uh He raped him. And then the other son ended up killing Amos. Amen. And see, it goes on. And on and on, but I, I say tonight, as I come to my close to this, is that we as a people, and knowing where we need to be, we knowing what we need to be doing, and the Bible tells us that Jesus stated to us, where two or three are gathered in His name, He'll be in the midst. If we can get three people to think alike on the same accord and stop being envious of one another and stop being just like these kings where they wanted everything that they needed. He told them, don't, 
Don't don't deal with a lot of women. Don't don't buy up all the horses. But they looked at all the good, and that's what happens today. That same spirit that 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 spirit that 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 blue eye put out there in us, Amen. To fighting against one another is still standing in the way of our salvation and to see Jesus. But we got to fight, people of God. And when we have to fight, amen, knowing that the battle is not ours, it's the Lord, we can win the war. Amen. We've been in a war ever since, amen, we come in the world. One guy asked me, how long you been preaching? I said, all my life. I was preaching when I was in sin, and now I'm out of it. Now, people of God, I can preach what Christ has called me to preach. But David did this. He sinned. That sin never left him. It stayed with him all the way through. And so this sin is going to stay with us until we call out of this earth. This spirit of devastation. This spirit that will destroy men. But we got to do what Christ said. Amen. I like what he does. The old cliche they say every tub has to sit on his own bottom. Own bottom. Amen. And when we learn that we have to go for ourselves, and when we go for ourselves, we can reach back and do what Jesus said, be a fire snatcher. Snatch some more people out of the fire when we come to Christ and stand. Don't be like those 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 leaders where they were like uh, 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 rain with no, I mean, clouds with no rain. Amen. So people of God, we got to have the spirit of God in within us to be able to fight this battle. Amen. The history is good, but his story is the way. Amen. That's his story of Jesus that will lead us to this place. And we can come together. Amen. Breaking chains ministry. Amen. It breaks the chains of the of the of the enemy that is fighting against us and bring it back to the link that links up with Christ. God bless tonight. Amen. That when 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 we know the history, we know what history is. We know how it is. Amen. And that's all good. I studied all what you studied, brother brother Kim. It's all good. It is all good. I, I commend you. You did a great teaching tonight, Amen. To allow people to see just where they where they came from, but we're here now, and we've got to do something about it. And that's turn back to Christ, and that's where the kings lost their their way, and that's where David lost his way, but he repented and he turned and did what he's supposed to do. But he had to raise his son Solomon. That's the only one he raised to be in kingship, to follow when he was on his deathbed. But the other brother, Absalom, tried to steal the kingship. But see, that spirit is going to be with us. And when till we learn and pray and supplicate, letting our request be known unto the Lord, we can come through this thing, people of God, not with color but with the power of Christ that live within us. Amen. Good night, people of God. Good night. Good God night. bless you. God, God bless, bless you. That's God bless you. Yes, I, I uh, should listen at 
uh, Pastor Sterling as he uh, was talking about first he dealt with Deuteronomy the sixth chapter which is called the Shema. Here you are Israel the Lord our God is one and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children when they wake up, when they walk along the wayside, when they rather sit down, lay down. And That's and he right. was telling them, teach them the word of God. And he teach told them to write it on the door on the doorpost of your home so the children will right. see scripture when they leave it and when they come back in the gate, that the, the word of God would ever be before them and that they might not sin against it. And we do have to be proactive instead of reactive. We always react to subject matter instead of stopping the problem before it comes home. I love when you talked about David and Bathsheba. You know, I know that a lot of folks look at the part where they say, create in me a steadfast, clean heart and a steadfast spirit. I mean, uh, 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 ask them not to take your Holy Spirit away from me. But the most important part is coming that around that 18 verse, and it says, uh, if you would like a sacrifice, I'll give it to you. But the sacrifice of God is a broken spirit and a contrite heart. These things, you know, that he would not despise. What God loved about David, David, after David sinned, David would admit his sins, and David yeah. would, would always turn back to God. Well, David was told that after he committed uh, adultery with Bathsheba that he had to be punished after Nathan went there to him. And what happened was when he went there and with Nathan, Nathan told him and then Nathan told him that he you slept with that man's wife secret, but people gonna they're gonna sleep with your wife openly. His son yeah. Absalom uh put Come a on. tent in the front of the palace and paid first he passed David wise plural in there and for David to see, and he ran David off and had David hiding in the caves, in which that day in which David hid from Saul. Then came around Amnon, which was his son, raped, lied to his to David and wanted his sister Dana to come and to to nurse him back to health. He raped him, and then being that that Dana and Absalom was by the same woman, he killed. Amnon. So David just losing things. David suffered as much, almost as much as Job. If you want to read a, a, a stir of suffering, study about King David. But what God loved yeah. about David and about, 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 about Solomon, it was a promise that he made to, with Bathsheba that, that, that her son was going to be the king. He had plenty of other kids, but he had promised her. But God always have something that he wants. And that's what when 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 he wanted somebody that was going to be fair, and that's what Solomon was was fair, and Solomon wasn't looking for money, wealth, or for fame. Solomon just wanted the knowledge, the judges folk, and that's when he told him, since you didn't act for long life, uh, riches and things, I make you the richest and wildest wisest person to live. And Solomon was very, very wise. But he, just like any wise man, you do unwise things. He met all those those women that had idols, and he allowed them to bring the idols with them. But nevertheless, we need to, to, to learn to trust God 
And yeah. remember, God, we are some of the most, and I didn't get into the global patterns of disequilibrium that tells you that white scientists did, did this research and found out that blacks had more, well, had the ability to be smarter than any other race because when you are original, you're not a mutation. Whites are a mutation of you. Yeah. Mitochondria Eve, she was black. You could take two blacks and make a white, which is called albino, but you can't take two whites and make a black. You see, see genetically, I didn't get into that part tonight, right. but genetically right. they are no more than a variation or a mutation of you. But they yeah. they won't teach you that because, and then if you go to Deuteronomy, and we have to go back to God because with that Deuteronomy, I think Brother George was talking to me earlier about it. I think it's 28 and 68 where it say that the children of Israel for their sin and disobedience, this time would be taken by ship to a foreign yeah. land back to Egypt. Now, that word mm-hmm. Egypt means place of bondage. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. the specific uh, continent, but we are the only person that had to go to go to uh, by ship in the prison to ship, and they say it's a pr- prophetic about us. Now, if you look up Unger's Bible, not not it is it a Zondervan Bible dictionary definition of ham, it will tell you if you want to know what what color the Hebrew word, look up Unger's Bible dictionary definition of ham, not Unger. <laughs> Hazondavan yes. uh, Bible Dictionary definition of Ham. It'll say he's the progenitor. Ham was the progenitor of the dark race, born 96 years before the flood. And, and then they say, and he the progenitor. They say 96 years before the flood, and one of the eight to survive the flood, and the progenitor of the dark race. The Ethiopians, the Egyptians, uh, the Libyans, and the Canaanites. But not of the Negroes, uh, Pastor Sterling. You, you, you have a little age on you. You know they call us colored and Negro. Now there's yeah. another dark race that they called that was called Hebrews, a black race that was called Hebrews, and that's what he said. But Ham was not the progenitor of the Negroes, meaning the the Semitic people. Semitic people were not white people. There was no such thing as white people in that area. By the way, it was called the land of Nimrod, meaning he came Nimrod. off of Ham. It was hermetic. So it's a lot of things that we don't picture when we when we study our Bible. And uh, when, when our kids see number of white people picture all the way through the Bible, the apostles, the disciples, uh, the patriarch, the matriarch. But if you, if you, if you look... Moses was African was, was was in rulership of uh, Egypt during the time of Moses. Moses passed to be an African. When he met his wife Zipporah, she told her father she found the Egyptian. When Joseph went there, Joseph's brother said that he was the Egyptian because they were the same color. It's go yeah. all the way through. <laughs> you'll find out they was the same people. But we, when we read, we don't read for comprehension. And we think we shouldn't teach our children that because whites tell us, don't tell our children that. Well, why do you portray him as a Caucasian? Because that means that blacks have to bow down to whites, and we don't do it. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right, the line is still open before we get out of here. Any other comments, statements, 
Anything else needs to be said? <laughs> uh, brother, I just wanted to add uh, what Dr. Sterling was saying along with Dr. Kemp. I just thank God for y'all, Dr. Williams, because for me, it's a hard thing to be my age and in and, and, and life. We all have come through the civil rights movement, and it's disheartening sometimes and uh, disgusting like that. Kemp said you get kind of enraged to see so many young people lost in our communities uh, uh, because we none were rich. Uh, I had this conversation with my nephews and some of their friends, and I tried to explain to them that uh, in the mid, from mid-45 to mid-50s, a lot of children were born at the house. If you were black, you were born at the house, and a lot of poor whites because they didn't have a hospital for us to be born in. Uh, you, You had to travel to... Uh, the charity hospital in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, if you were in my area at that particular time. And the things that they see today, unfortunately, like Dr. Kim say, since they have portrayed so many untrue things, untrue things that they believe it's always been like this. You, 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 yeah. I, I hear a lot of them saying, man, uh, I, 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 I'm getting my money. I'm stacking up my paper. And I'll be trying yeah. to explain to you, son, you don't understand how you have this ability to go and stack your paper up. That didn't just happen. It wasn't like that always. It wasn't like that always. That's people right. had to go through something. People had to give up their lives. They suffered. You understand what I'm saying? For those things to happen. Yeah. But for some odd reason, the truth don't seem to mean anything anymore because it's not across the width and breadth of the uh, black community across America anymore. Everybody act like they always had uh, billionaires like Jay-Z and Beyonce and, and, and all these other Oprah Winfrey and all. No, yeah. hell no. You understand what yeah. I mean? I, I tried to explain to them about hustle. I said, son, let me give you a definition of hustle. Do you know when we went to school, in our history classes, when they talked about slavery, they told us that all blacks in America were slaves, but some slaves thought themselves out of slavery. So I told them that really shocked me because I never could put it together because they (laughs) taught us that being a slave in America, we could not read nor write the English language, and you got killed for trying to learn how to count. You weren't supposed to know that. Slaves weren't supposed to know that. But Amen. they came right back in, in, in there and told us in that same history class, some slaves bought themselves out of slavery. Now, that's my definition of a hustle. <laughs> you got to know in a country where I'm a, all my ancestors are slaves, but some of them, like Dr. Kemp said, we are so brilliant. That's hustle, man. When you can walk up to your slave master and tell him, boss, I need to buy myself out of slavery. That's hustle. That is sheer, unadulterated genius. That's, it, 
so what happened to hustle? Where is that? Why aren't we doing for ourselves and our family like our forefathers did? That was That's the whole right. idea to be free, to be free to have your own. We all are old, old enough to know that the old folks used to tell us a foot of yours is better than a mile of somebody else's. My God. It was to get our own, to have our own. Like Dr. Sterling, like you said, men got to start taking care of the families. Dr. Kemp is saying, men, you got to be men. Women, you got to yeah. be women. Because without those two, there ain't no world. The world going to shut down without Adam and Eve coming together. The world will shut down. I don't know what gonna, what to take over, but I know if that stops, the world going to stop. But that's what Satan did in the beginning. He yeah. He beguiled yeah. them. <laughs> he he pulled a trick on him. What you say about the cat with the trick with the bag of tricks? Yes, yeah. the devil. <laughs> he he came and made them believe that he knew something that God hadn't told them that he didn't give to them, and they fell for the, for the lie. He tricked them. That's the first thing the Bible says. She said, oh, the serpent, <laughs> he, Dr. Kim said, we are what? Free will, moral agents. We have to stop playing the blame game. Yeah. Blame others. We blaming others. For our plight, you already know, wicked is wicked, wrong is wrong. You know right from wrong, you need to start doing that which you know is right. Children don't get baptized no more. I've never seen such a low rate of baptism at the on churches as they are now. They don't bring their families and get baptized anymore. What's really going on in our community, but we're complaining about our immoral status, immoral lifestyle that's going on. But ain't nobody baptizing their children no more. And they want to know why. Because that's the devil's job. He's doing his job. And he's not going to change. What you say, brother, we got to come back to what? That which works for us, and that is what? Prayer and in the name of because he says, if you deny me before man, I will deny you before the Father. And that's what's happening to us now. That's what's happening to when Pastor say Deuteronomy tells them that, hey, friend, you understand what I'm saying? You, you might think you're going to get by, but it's not going to work for you. You're going to be taken to a land in that ship. And we are those people. What did they say when they got out of bondage? Oh, look, uh, look, man, you go tell the Lord, uh, you know, we want a king like the other people. And that's the first thing. <laughs> that's the first thing God told him to Moses. Tell him, tell him, do not take the ways of those other people that they that they come in contact with. I brought y'all out of slavery, out of bondage in 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 in, in the land of, from 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 those Egyptians, but guess what they wanted? They wanted a king, 
I'm like the other people. We've turned away from God, and we're seeking somebody to come do for us. Yeah. Well, we got to be for ourselves. Jesus told them clearly, if you deny me before man, I will deny you before the Father. So, ain't nothing new under the sun. We have to go back to what works for us. We got to go back. Because if not, it's all down here, brother. It's all down here. Thank you for for, for that time, Dr. Williams. Amen. 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 God bless you, Brother George. Uh, thank you very much for that. We got a few more minutes there, Pastor. Um, you know, if I could add something to that, I want to thank you, uh, brothers, for coming on tonight because that's a powerful lesson tonight. The thing about it, it, me being the youngest one on the air speaking tonight, uh, not the youngest one listening, I know, but listen, here, here's the thing. Uh, we said something a few weeks ago on the air, Dr. Kim, uh, Pastor Jackson and I was on, and uh, you can't send me somewhere, tell me to do something, somewhere I ain't never been or something I've never done before, never been given instructions on how to do it. So if, if, mm-hmm. if, if, if you haven't been taught, you haven't been trained, you ain't going to know how to do it or where to go. So a lot of our people are perishing because of the lack of knowledge. It's not because they don't know, uh, they don't want to learn. There's a lot of people that want to learn, but they don't know how to study it. They don't know where to go to find it. And I think yeah, you brothers yeah. are coming on because you open up you open up hearts and minds to want to sit back and pay attention to who we are as a people. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're all God's children. He created all of us. All of us are God's children. But what Amen. separates us is whether or not you are a child under God through his son, Jesus the Christ. That's where the separation <laughs> comes in. You know what I'm saying? That's where the weed and tag gets separated. And, and, and I want to say this to everybody, and I'm going I'm to shut up. Um, the, the Lamb's <laughs> Book of Life is already sealed. That's not something that's got to be done. That's something that's already done. You know, so whether your your name is written in there is up to us. It, are you doing what your assignment has been given you to you to do? And thank you, brothers, for coming on tonight, doing your assignment, breaking chains with Dr. Kemp, and doing this history talk. Um, that's what I have. God bless you all. Dr. Kemp, back to you, sir. Well, God bless each and everyone again, and uh um, Pastor Sterling, uh, uh, God bless you, and, and God thank you for sharing a word of wisdom and insight on the Lord, and uh, also uh, Brother George for your insightfulness. Oftentimes, many, but oftentimes, uh, Brother George, slaves were not able to purchase themselves because they were not being paid. Um, <laughs> what would happen was that if someone had Sometimes that you would find different white folk, uh, people, free white folk that were sensitive and they would give them money to buy themselves. Uh, most of the ones that bought themselves out of slavery were children of white folk. Most of them were like mulattoes mm-hmm. or quadroons. And they mm-hmm. were like uh, here in Louisiana, they were in... Uh, they were in New Orleans, different places. They were not out on the plantation where your grandparents and my great-grandparents and grandparents come from, out on plantation, where they didn't give them a nickel, where they were not able to uh, uh, buy their freedom and things like that. Uh, some of them uh, uh, just had, well, was able to have uh, worked for, uh, they worked for whites and raised white 
kids, and when the white kids got got to be uh, wealthy, they would uh, release that that black lady that raised them, and she would have give money to the children to get them out of slavery, and he, he would help them. There have always been certain a few whites that have been sensitive to the needs of our our people. You know, you have good black folk and you have bad black folk. You got good white folk and bad. But my thing about saying about good people and and, and being Caucasian is, you know, Martin Luther King and uh, uh, and, and Gandhi and even even uh, what's called the great scholars of all of them had said that silence is agreement and if whites are not speaking out against the racial injustice of blacks where well, they're mm-hmm. agreeing with them just the same that people don't speak out against our ex-president donald trump that they're agreeing with what he does because he's the devil and i, I look at him as being the antichrist <laughs> um himself because see now don't get me wrong now the anti when you say antichrist anti simply mean against so I'm saying that he's against the teachings of Jesus Christ uh, himself. And uh, we need to turn back, but we need to teach our children. Something Pastor yes. Sterling said that just so fundamental, and basically fundamental, and he broke it down so simple. I love it. He said that he knew this lady that had three daughters and one son. He went to use the bathroom to urine. And the kid noticed that he stood up and asked him why was he standing. Mm-hmm. In essence, it take a man to make the, the the raise a man and a woman to raise a woman. That kid was confused. Yeah. That kid thought that everybody yeah. was to sit down when they urine. And, and, and yeah. so, so it takes a man to be able to mold that child. And a real man, you, I can't smoke weed with my son and think that he's not going to do it. I All can't right. steal with my son and think he's not going to steal. I have to be his directional person. I have to lead him. Do you know my father never drank with us? Not one time. <laughs> one night I went to one of our relatives, uh, 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 Brother George. Two I went to our, one of our relatives, one of the Padres. <laughs> They had a nightclub. Yeah. And my father and my and his brother in law was in there and I walked in that club and my daddy politely got up and walked out and he told me, he said, Son, I never would drink with you and I'm not gonna sit down with you. And in other words, you're not my equal. equal. I'm your father, you're my child. And then uh if he have any bad habits, I'm gonna pick him up. And so he wouldn't do it, and he was a quiet every day he came home. He read that Bible. He had a newspaper and a Bible. He read that newspaper. <laughs> and where I'm sitting right now, he was <laughs> sitting read his Bible every night before he went to bed. Praise and God. Uh, he raised Amen. us in church. Although I, I strayed, but he raised, he did. You know, the Bible says, train up a child in the way it should go. When he's old, he won't depart from it. I know that's the truth because when <laughs> I was raised up in the church as a kid and with him, and when I got older and I went out in the streets and the spirit, I always realized about where I was raised the way I was raised. And yeah. in due time, I came right back to what I, the way I was raised. 
because I had that father figure and I had that in me. There are some women that got to be mother and father, and it takes them to be strong. And we have to be able to help raise our children. It takes a village sometimes. Look like our time is up. Yes, our time is up. <laughs> I don't know what just happened, sir, so go ahead. Yeah, we, we had that time, Pastor. You go ahead. And yeah, that time is up. We're going to go ahead on and, and, and call it a show. But, again, I, I want to thank uh, Pastor Sterling for those wonderful examples that he gave and the knowledge that he uh, imported tonight, also the knowledge that uh, – Brother George, I mean, he he gave us some 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 wisdom about our kids in the prison system, and what we how we have to be proactive instead of reactive and trying to stop them from what's going on. And uh, we're not to fail our children. Let our children know that they're black and they're beautiful. They are uh, have, they 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 they're worth everything. That they they because some race of people want to tell them. They're on the bottom of the, of the list. They're not. They're beautiful and they're intelligent, and that they can learn as as much as anyone else. Because I worked in many places and I've been able to go mm-hmm. work in computer centers. I worked for 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 the largest corporation about in almost in the world, Exxon, and I worked in down 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 the courthouse in the computer center. I worked fabricating in in, 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 in in plastic and fiberglass as a fabricator. So I've had some good things where it took me to use my mind to be able to do it. But the whole thing is I wasn't a dummy, and I think that our children need to know that they're not dummies. But we have to raise, raise them in the fear and admonition of God. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm we're about to leave out of here, but I wonder if uh, you don't have anything uh, Pastor William, let's get Pastor Sterling to pray us out. I'm just happy he's here with us tonight. Yes. Amen. Amen. He's here with the brothers. Amen. Father, we come tonight just thanking you for Lord for Thank you, Lord. We sometimes we go astray. But Lord, you told us how we could come. Heavy laden burden now. And yes, you would Lord. give us our soul. Lord, I thank you for your word, dear God, for when the time oh, of thank trouble, you, Jesus. God, that you will live or deliver us from all of our troubles. Lord, Amen. I thank you, God, that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord, that are called yeah. for his purpose. And Lord, we thank you for your purpose and your plan and your promise, oh God. We thank you for Brother Kemp. We thank you for Brother Roger. We thank you for all the ministers that's on the air tonight. Bless them, dear God, tonight as they lay down the streets. God, we ask that you continue to give us that knowledge and wisdom that surpasses all understanding that others may may be able to accept it. Now, we pray it in Jesus Christ's name. Until next time, in the Lord, we may leave you in the voice, but we may not leave you in the presence of the Holy Ghost in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Brothers, God bless everyone. Have yourself a wonderful night. Everyone stay blessed in the Lord. Have yourself a good one. Wake up, everybody. Get it together. Let's break chains. We love it. Ain't nothing you can do about it. God bless you. (laughs) Amen.
for listening to Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Listen every night as we live stream on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash YAT Radio or call in live 858-357-9137. Breaking Chains on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.